Welcome to The Godly Perspective, where we equip saints to walk in godly relationships. My name is Rosalind Ononese. I am one of three wonderful, amazing, fantastic women who are coming at you today with a podcast on friendship. We're going to have a series of uh, podcasts over the next month, so it's going to be differently based. And this um, particular month, we're going to be talking about friendship, and we all have different things to say about friendship. Questions that we often get uh, revolve around things like how to make friends, how to maintain relationships, and one of the things that I want us to look at today is actually friendship according to Jesus' model. Because one of the things that we see in Jesus' life is even though he was God, he chose not to do life alone. He accomplished his purpose with people, and even God himself dwells in community. He dwells in the Godhead Trinity. He is not alone. And so that speaks volumes to us. I mean, even thinking back to the beginning in the Garden of Eden, the first negatory state, or I should say, the first negative statement that we hear is God saying that it is not good for man to be alone. So clearly, as human beings, we are not called to walk alone. We're actually called to walk in community. And we see how friends are um, meant to help us, push us towards the things that God has called us to do, and we influence each other. We even read in the Bible how when you choose bad company, your friends can actually influence you to do evil and wickedness. So one thing we know for sure is that friends have the power to influence. When we look at Jesus' life, we see that he had 12 disciples and they were just doing life together. They attended weddings together. They ate together. They wept together. They laughed together. By the way, if you have not seen The Chosen, what are you doing with your life? Like, really, what are you doing? Go watch The Chosen. It is phenomenal. It's an app that you can download. When you download the app, you will find like a series on the life of Jesus. And I just love the way that they portray Christ. Just a really, uh, you get to see the really human side of Christ. I think they did a fantastic job. Anyway, back to Jesus and his 12 disciples. So my point was that they did a lot of things together. They, They did life together. To me, that also speaks to the fact that in our friendships, In order for us to do life with people, there is something that's required. There is a requirement of, um, should I call it, vulnerability. I allow you into my space. You allow me into yours. You see me for who I am. I see you for who you are. And I accept you. Um, and, And I want the best for you. And so even in my acceptance of you, I want to see growth. I want to see change. Jesus said in John 15, 15, there was almost seemed to be like this shift, you know, from the master to friends. And he says to his disciples that I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know what his master's about his master's business. But instead, I have called you friends for everything I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. 
So Jesus was talking to his disciples when he made these statements. He was changing the relationship between teacher and student or sage on the stage and and learner. And now the rabbi was calling his students his friends. So like I was explaining before, there is a level of vulnerability um, that comes with walking and doing life with people. And Jesus was making it known to them that, hey, I'm welcoming you into my space. Come and see the things that I that the Father has planned for me and that I'm walking through. I want you to watch me do this. And that speaks to um, friends that are what I like to call the outer court friends. These are friends that you may hang out with at church, you might see them, you know, at work, or maybe you go to the gym together, or you're doing life together, and you are enjoying each other's company. You laugh, you talk, sometimes you even cry together, maybe because, you know, you're, you're, you're living experiences, and these experiences, are, these experiences, pardon me, are shared experiences. And what happens when you share these experiences is that you begin to experience a deeper level of um, in intimacy and this intimacy um, it, it allows you to experience the depth in relationship. I'm sure we've all had experiences where we meet people and everything just feels so superficial. It's like, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. You're good. I'm good. And there's no like depth. Like there's no, and obviously I'm even saying this, I'm aware that depth happens over time. You obviously can't meet someone for the first time and just be like, this is me, you know, and let it all hang out. No, (laughs) please don't do that. That's not wisdom. (laughs) Um, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is that after some time of walking with an individual, you know, it is expected that, like, okay, I know something a bit about you. Um, you know those games that people play at bridal showers or baby showers where it's like, how well do you know the bride? How well do you know the mother-to-be, you know? Uh, and <laughs> sometimes to my shock, I, I get there and realize, like, well, hmm, I don't know you as well as I thought I did. But, um Yeah, just my whole point in saying this is that the expectation is that when you walk with someone for some time and they begin to allow you in and you begin to allow them in, that there's a closeness that happens in that process. So that's what I like to call outer court friends, you know, the friends that you're doing life with. Then we have your inner court friends. And these friends are like Jesus's Peter, James, and John or the inner circle. So we read about three instances in the Bible where Jesus actually takes these three aside and he's talking to them and he's sharing experiences with them that he wouldn't, he didn't share with the 12, you know. And what that says to me is that you have to be prepared that when you are moving people into your inner circle, into the inner courts, if you will, if you want to use that analogy, be prepared for the fact that not everybody can handle your vulnerability. So sometimes as we're going on in life, things happen and we begin to draw on these friends who are outer court friends, who are the friends that we're doing life together with, and we discover that they are not ready or they cannot handle uh, seeing us for who we really are. And we need to be prepared even in those times to actually let those people go. Let them go. Cut them loose. If they can't handle the rawness and the realness of who you are, they can't handle being your inner court friend. And that is okay. I would implore you to ask the Holy Spirit for insight as to who these people are that can actually handle the weight of your calling, the weight of what you are meant to do. And sometimes these people 
you know, may even be individuals who God has called to actually draw out the best in you, to see you for who you really are, for who God has called you to be, and they're able to speak that thing in your life into existence. Not everyone can, and you need to give people permission to leave. It's okay. Give them permission to walk away from your life because life moves in seasons. We must be able to recognize when the season of one friendship has ended and when another one is beginning. Jesus didn't take Peter, James, and John with him when he ascended, right? That was the end of their friendship, at least one phase of their friendship, so to speak. That season of their friendship where they walked with him physically had come to an end. But he told them that, hey, I'm sending the Holy Spirit in my place. Some seasons end so that there can be something greater waiting on the other side for us to step into. I think about some friendships and some relationships that I have left behind in the past. Some of them were very painful to leave behind because I wasn't ready to let them go. But I realized that God had actually moved these people out of my life. And sometimes I would even cry like, God, why? Why isn't this friendship working out? And I'm speaking to someone who's listening to this today. You're wondering why it's not working out. You've tried and you've tried and you've tried and the friendship just seems to be cutting you deeper every time. Sometimes that's the signal from God that, hey, it's time to let this person go. So we have our outer court, then we have our inner court, which are our close friends, or the Peter, James, and John. And then we have our soul friend. Um, and this is like what I want to call like the David and Jonathan relationship. I'm not going to go too deeply into this because one of my sisters is actually going to cover this kind of relationship. But this is the Jesus and John relationship. This is the David and Jonathan. This is your soul buddy, your soul friend. And the Bible likes to call John the disciple who Jesus loved. Well, we we <laughs> I'm laughing because John called himself the disciple who Jesus loved. Um, but when Jesus was dying on the cross, he asked John, he said, John, can you take care of my mother, Mary? You know, so these are the people who you can actually entrust things to, who you can put things in the hands of and know that it's going to be taken care of. These types of relationships require a deep level of faith and trust in the person. You need to know in the back of your head that this person has your best interests at heart always. They're not thinking of themselves. They're not putting themselves first. They're not thinking about the ways that they can look good. They're always thinking about you and actually willing to lay down their life. Like Jesus said, no greater man than he who is willing to lay down his life for his friends. That is the greatest kind of love. And so when you're looking for someone who could who could potentially, you're praying and crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, I need a best friend. I need someone who's my bosom buddy. I need someone who, can, who I can trust with all my heart. These are some of the characteristics that you want to look for. Someone who is self-sacrificing. Someone who is willing to get up in, in the middle of the night and come and help you when you're in dire need. Someone who's actually willing to look in your face and tell you the truth about who you are. Someone who's willing to call out the plans of God over you. Um, and so, you know, um, it just reminds me about why it's so important that you find friendships with people who are going and running at the same speed or at least going in the same direction that you're going. Again, I want to reiterate the high level of vulnerability. This person, whoever, your soul friend, as I call them, this person has seen the real you, and they will work hard with the Holy Spirit to cover your nakedness, but in front of others where it, where it doesn't need to be exposed. But they will also um, look at you and say, hey, 
like I just mentioned, I see this and this and that, and these things need to be changed so that you can actually get to the place where God wants you to be. So I hope this was super helpful for you. It's a really quick, I just wanted to come at you with the things that um, I believe I, I have picked from Scripture regarding Jesus and how he lived his life with his relationships. And obviously, my sisters are going to be talking about how the relationship with God, walking with God, becoming a friend of God is important. And my other sister is going to talk to you also about the David and Jonathan relationship. So look forward to those podcasts. Also, we do have a few things coming up. We do have an Instagram live session coming up on lust and pornography. So if you um, would love to come and be part of that, it's going to be on October the 3rd. And if you would like more details, you can definitely go on our Instagram handle where we are at godlyperspective.ministry. Again, that's godlyperspective.ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook um, and you'll find our name under the Godly Perspective. You can also email us with any questions or anything, concerns or anything that you would like us to join with you in prayer for. We definitely would love to hear from you. You can email us at askus.gp at gmail.com. Again, that's askus.gp at gmail.com. Again, my name is Rosalind Ononese, and I am so thrilled that you stopped by to hear our podcast today. God bless you. Bye. It's a godly perspective.